Gemara Yoma Daf Mem Gimal, the Masechet has been dedicated anonymously for the success of couples trying to have children. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Rafuah Shelema Sarah Nazira Bat Sabut Yoshevet Alam Mashber Shtela Valad B'Shatova O Muslachat Velo Yehera Shub Nezek Lo Levalad Velo we begin today's daf on Memgimal Amud Rishon, and we are in the sugya over here analyzing the pesukim of Para Aduma. Yimara <coughs> in yesterday's daf gave us a klal. The klal was that when we read the pesukim in Para Aduma, we have to read them in the order that they're uh, they're written, of course, and each process uh, has its rules. Not, not everybody is able to fulfill every process. Sometimes you need a kohen. Sometimes even a lady will be okay. Sometimes even a katam will be okay. It all depends. To do what? What, as we'll see, whatever the process is. So, so therefore, we're going to read the pisukim now, and we're going to see, based on what it says in each process, who was qualified to do that process. And then, when you get to the next pirasha, you'll see if that process is also being fulfilled by the same people that was done by the previous. So therefore we have to read the uh, processes of the Paraduma in order and we're going to see exactly like I said who is qualified to do what. Today we begin the Gemara and we start with the Pasuk we're going to start with the top line, Mamash the top line Veshachat Ota so the Pasuk says that you slaughter the para aduma. So Keshachat Ota, the Gemara says, Shelo yishchot acheret imma. The Hadush, you're not allowed to slaughter another one with it. Which means, let's say you have a, a long knife and you want to slaughter two at a time. The Torah says, no, Veshachat Ota, you can only slaughter one. And the Pasuk says, Veshachat Ota lefanav. Now, Lefanab already we learned this mahloket yesterday between Rab and Shemuel. According to Rab, we learned Lefanab means that what? The Kohen has to actually make the Shahita according to Rab. So, what was Lefanab coming to teach me? That he cannot have a Seya Hadat. Shemuel, Shiyezar Shohet Vel Azar Ro'eh. Shemuel was more lenient than Rab. Shemuel said, "Veshachat otal lefanav," meaning in front of El Azar. El Azar does not be shochet. The Zar is shochet, and El Azar is just being mashkia. So that was the mahlokah that we said on yesterday's daf. If we go back, now let's read the Rashi's over here. We're going to read the Rashi's as we go. Uh, let's start with Lerav. Lerav Nami. From the daf before Rabbi, no, right where you are. Lerav Name. Lerav Name de Amar Shahita be El Azadi. Loha Bala de Mishnabe Kabala El Azad. The Hikitib have any oot a hami oot. The El Azad below Ahed. The Emmy oot a hami oot. Okay, so I think that was actually further, further on. Further. So therefore, we're good. It's no, 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 uh, no perush needed. Now we get to the next. Oh. Next process, Rabotai. Now here's the beauty of this sugya. 
Here it says, Now why would the Torah have to say, Keep in mind now, we just said, according to Rav, we were, we were talking about Aharon HaKohen until now, or Elazar HaKohen until now. After all, the last process that we just discussed was what? The Shechita. And according to Rav, the Shechita needs to be done by Elazar HaKohen. So therefore, when you get to the next process, there's no need to tell me Elazar. We're in Elazar already. Whereas according to Shemuel, this would be good. Because the Pasuk before, Veshachat Ota, took Elazar away from Shechita. So now we need to bring Elazar back in. That's what we learned in yesterday's daf. Motsi, it's Motsi in one, and then the implication brings him back in the second. So therefore, the Gemara says, Elazar Akun has to take the blood with his finger and sprinkle. So the Gemara says, So it makes more sense to bring back Elazar. Because in the last process of the Shaita, Elazar was not needed. You were able to use Azar. However, Lerab, what do you have to say Elazar for? Hare Elazar was doing the Shaita. So you don't have to tell me that he's doing the sprinkling. No, the rabbi miuta har miut, the en miuta har miut, el rabot the afilu kohen idiot, big hadush. It says elazar kohen, and then it says again elazar kohen, which is a miuta har miut. Anytime you say elazar, you're minimizing. So why is it have to say it back to back? That's called the miuta har miut. And whenever you have a miuta har miut, it comes to include. And therefore, when it comes to the sprinkling, according to that, even a zar will be permissible. I take that back. Even a coin hidyot will be permissible to make the sprinkling. So again, it minimized it, and therefore minimized it to come along and say that you don't need a sigan kohen, you don't need el azar who's a sigan, it's enough to have a kohen hidyot. So Rabotai, in this sugya, you have to remember where you're standing at every stage. So at this stage now, we're holding by the sprinkling of the blood. And the sprinkling of the blood, we said according to Shemuel, oh, so therefore you need a kohen. You not only need a kohen, you need a sigan kohen, you need el azar a kohen. And according to Rab at this point, no, when it says Elazar, that's the second time it says Elazar back to back to teach me Mi'uta Har Mi'ut. And therefore, even a regular Kohen Hidyot is able to do the uh, sprinkling. Good, so that's what we're holding now. Now you go to the next Enyan. The next process is the Kohen takes what? The Etz Eres, the wood, the Ezov, the Hisab, the the red string, and he burns it. Now again, it says the Pasuk, Kohen. Well, I understand why it says Kohen over here, because if you're going like Shemuel, Shemuel just said that what? The last process needs a Sigan Kohen. That means it needs El Azar. So here it comes and says, no, it only needs a Kohen. The Shemuel, the Afilu, the Kohen, Hedyot. According to Shemuel, it's coming to tell me that even a Kohen, Hedyot, will be served to throw the its Eres Ve'ezom Shitolat into the fire. Lerab, it's Tarikh. Now wait, according to Rab, what do you need it for? According to Rab, we're holding by Kohen Yot already. We said that the Kohen Yot can sprinkle. So therefore, if the Kohen Yot can sprinkle, what do you have to Pasuk it comes and tell me? Like a Kohen. We, we, we're talking about a Kohen already. No, Sakatatachamina, Kevan, Delav, Gufa, Deparaninhu, Lo, Lebe, Kohen, Kamashmalan. I would have thought you don't even need a Kohen for this, because it's not really part of the Avodah of the Paradoma, you're just throwing in the ingredients. So therefore, I would have thought that since that's not an Avodah, of part of the para, maybe you don't even need a kohen bichlal. So the person say, no, even this needs a kohen. So now at this point over here, Rabotai, we're by the throwing in the etzeres v'ezuvishin tola, then everybody at this point is holding that wap. You could use a kohen, uh, kohen hediot. So now the Gemara says, we continue, v'chibes begadav a kohen, that wap, 
that after the process is over, so it says the Kohen has to uh, wash his garments. So the Gemara learns, Kohen, Kohen, we know he's a Kohen. The Gemara says, Bechihuno. Bechihuno teaches us that the Kohen that's doing the process of Paraduma needs to wear the Begadim. You could, might have thought that maybe since he's not doing this in the Beit HaMikdash, he's doing it outside the Beit HaMikdash, so he might just have to read Begdeh Kehuna. Kamash the Pasuk says, no. Bechibes Begadav Kohen. He has to be a Kohen, he has to be Kehuno. Bechihuno means he has to be wearing the priestly garments. Oh, so now the Gemara comes along and says, V'tamea Kohen, Ada Aleph. And the Pasuk comes along and says that that Kohen, who's doing the process of the Paraduma, will remain Tameh until the evening. So the Gemara says, have to say a Kohen. We know we're talking about a Kohen. So the Gemara says, Kohen, Bechihuno, Ledorot. That what? That even the Kohanim in the future generations are also going to be required to have uh, the same, the same laws. Which means, what is the same laws? That it's coming to tell me that what? That you need kohanim for the future parot adumot. So that pasuk is extra. So again, it's teaching you what le dorot that you need kohanim for the future parot adumas. So the Gemara says you need, you need, I need to tell me that hani man daman le dorot. Now let's go back for a second. But remember, we learned a few days ago we had a machloket. In the future, para adumas, what type of kohen is able to serve? So one shita said, even a kohen idiot. And one shita said, actually you need a kohen gadol. We had two ways of, of, of learning. So therefore the Gemara is going to come along and say that we have a special pasuk to say that you need a kohen to do the para aduma in the dorot, the future generation. So the Gemara says, That if you come along and tell me that wa, in the future generations it's enough to have, uh, you don't need a Sigan Kohen, meaning you don't need a Lazar, it's enough to have a regular Kohen. Okay, so I understand what the Pasuk is coming to tell me. You don't need a Lazar Kohen, it's enough to have a regular Kohen, Ledorot. However, Ledorot Gadol. But if you're coming to tell me that what? Then the future generations, you still need a Kohen Gadol. Hashtag Kohen Gadol Ba'inan. If you're telling me that what? That you need a Kohen Gadol in, somewhere in the process. Are you gonna, do you need to come and tell me that the Kohanim have to wear the Begadim and serve in their full uh, Begadim? Uh, which means, if you need a Kohen Gadol in the process, for sure, even when a regular Kohen can serve, he has to wear his clothes, otherwise you're going to very extreme. You tell me you need a Kohen Gadol, and you can use a regular Kohen where he's not wearing his Begadim. That would be too extreme. Which means, once you say Kohen Gadol is in the process, for sure, any Kohen that's serving during Paraduma has to wear his Begadim. If you say the Kohen Idiot can serve in the future, so the Bible Hadush should come and tell me to say that what? Even though he serves in the future, he has to wear his Begadim. But if you say Kohen Gadol serves in the future, so therefore, if a Kohen Gadol serves in the future, that means it's the highest Kohen in certain, in certain procedures, you need a Kohen Gadol. So certainly in the procedures that you can use a regular Kohen, we're not going to say he could wear his regular clothes. That would be too extreme. So therefore, for the fact that you hold Kohen Gadol must be to say that when the Kohen Idiot is doing the Paraduma in his Certain things that he's allowed to do, he's got to be wearing his begadim. So the Gemara says, you know what? Which is the kavahomer. What's the kavahomer? If a kohen gadol needs to be working during the paraduma dorot, certainly when the regular kohen works, he has to wear his begadim. So the Gemara says, you know something? You're right, it is a kavahomer. But so what? In miltad Sometimes things that you could have deduced from a kavahomer, the Torah goes out of its way to tell it to me anyway, even though I could have deducted it from a 
we continue the process. What, what, what stage are we up to now, Rabotai? The asifa of the effort of parah. So you have to collect the effort parah. Now here we have a lot of words. Here it says ve'asaf number one ish. Number two it says what tahor. So it's got to be an ish tahor that collects the ashes. So it comes the Gemara and says each word ish lakshir etazab. Well, for sure ish doesn't say kohen. It says ish. So therefore it can be even a non kohen is allowed to collect the ashes. Tahor, what does it say? It has to be Tahor, lehakshir et ha'isha. Wow. Tahor comes along and says, anybody that's Tahor, even a lady would be permissible at this stage over here to collect the ashes. Ve'hiniyah, and then you replace it. Mi sheyesh bodaat lehaniyah. But that means you have to have da'at, you have to have enough intellect in order to place it. Who is that? Yatsu cheresh shoteh vekatam she'em bahem da'at lehaniyah. Which means... A cheresh shotev does not have enough intellect to place it in the right place. So let's go stop over here, Botai. Let's go what we're talking about now. We're talking about collecting the effort of param, putting it in a place. You didn't put it in the water yet. You didn't mix it yet. You're just collecting the ashes. So it says, Velaka ve'asaf ish tahor et effort of param hasham. So the Gemara's doresh over here. Ish tells me even a zar could do this. Tahor, even a lady could do this over here. However, when it says they have to place it, it's only talking about somebody that's intellect. So at this point, again, ladies are in. At this point over here, Zar is in. And is out. Again, you always have to know who's in and out at every stage. That's how you learn the next stage. Because the next stage will come in, is, 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 is continuing the process. So Gebra says that what? Now you have to take these ashes and you have to put it in the water. The Gebra does not quote the Pasuk over here, but that's what we're holding now. Where you're taking the ashes and you're putting it in the water. So the Mishnah says, Tenan, Hatam, Akol, Kesherim, Lekadesh. Everybody is kosher in order to mix the waters with the ashes. ashes. Exactly. Ho- Except for Hadesh Shote Bekatan. Rabbi Huda Makshir Bekatan. Rabbi Huda actually says a katan will be okay. Uposel be isha ub androgenos. He said, but a lady is not. And not only a lady is not, but even androgenos. Androgenos has two simanim. The problem with androgenos is no good because he might be a lady. So therefore, basically, Rabbi Huda is saying anybody that's connected to a lady is not going to be good. However, he's Makshir Bekatan. So now we have a big makhlukah over here, Rabotai, can a katan, can a katan put the ashes and mix it in the waters? Tanakama says what? Chutz mechadesh shotev katan. Rabbi Yudah says katan is even? Okay. Okay. So now the question is, what is the makhlukah? And we have a makhlukah by Isha. Tanakama said, only mechadesh shotev katan is possible, but Isha would be kishira. Whereas Rabbi Yudah says, Isha is pesula. So we have to see exactly what is this mahlokit based on my ta'amad rabbanan. What is the reason of the rabbanan? Dikhti, because it says the pasuk. Now the pasuk says, V'lakehu is written in plural. And they will take from the afar of the, uh, of the, of the paradumah and they will mix it in the waters. 
Ahanat de pastilach ba'asifa. Those that we were posel in the previous process of gathering, collecting the ashes, pastilach bekidush. The same people are going to be pasul by kidush, which means vehanak de achshelach ba'asifa. And those that I said were kasher in the previous process, which is asifat apara, achshelach bekidush. And therefore, what? We're going to say the same, the same uh, people that we allowed. And therefore, since in the Efer para, remember we said, no good, because they don't have that in collecting. But we said, Isha is okay. We learned it from the word Tahor. And therefore, we even said that Azar uh, 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 is okay, because the Pasuk said, Ish. So therefore, according to that, the Hakamim say, Velakihu. Whoever was able to do the last process is able to do this process. Vilakhu comes along and says it's the same people. Hanak de Pasul, Pasul, Hanak de Kasher, Kasher. So therefore it's the same process back to back. The same people according to the Bananda that could do the uh, collecting of the ashes, they're the same ones that are uh, uh, viable to do the mixing. Hazakabaruk, the mixing of the Edvidabihuda. Rabotai, the Biuda was the opposite. The Biuda was Makshir Bekatan, even though a Katan was not Kashir to collect it. And, and, therefore, and even though a lady was Kashir to collect it, according to the Biuda, a lady is not Kashir to mix it. So how does he learn? If it was talking about the same people, it should have said Velakah, meaning continuation in the in the singular. Because the last parasha said in singular also, Ve'asaf Ishtahor. It said it in singular. So if it's talking about the same people, it should have continued in the singular. Ve'asaf Ishtahor, Velakah. Then I would know it's talking about the same people. My Velakehu. Oh, so why is it changed to Velakehu? Ve'afilu katan de pasilachata magagashet. It's coming to add somebody that even the one that was pasul in the previous one, meaning a katan, cannot collect the ashes, but he will be kasher to mix it. Also, oh, then the question is, but wait about a lady? You said a lady is disqualified. Isha minale. How does he know that the lady is disqualified from mixing it? Because it says venatan velo venatena. Simple venatan lamayim. Venatan is masculine. Velo venatena and not venatena. Oh, so now the Gemara comes along and says, Verabbanan, but according to the rabbis, the rabbis come along and say, what? Whoever was qualified to collect the ashes is qualified to mix. And whoever is disqualified, well, they learn it the same. Oh, so why did it say in the plural? It should have kept it the same. Ve'asaf, ve'lakah. Why did it say in plural? Verabbanan, ikatav, rahmanah, ve'lakah, ve'natan. If the pasuk would have said it in the singular, which means I would have said that it's got to be the same one. The same one that collects has got to be the same exact person that mixes it. Because it says, and then it says, I would have thought that well, maybe it's got to be the same exact person. However, so that's what comes along and says, no, can even be uh, two different people that, what? that can take the ashes. Oh, and if the pasuk came along and said both plural, that they will take it, and then it also says 
So I would have thought that what? The two people have to take the ashes and two people have to actually put it in the vessel. So Kedivra Rahmana, Venakihu, Venatam. And what does that teach me? That even if two people took the ashes and one put it, put, put it in, or one person took the ashes and two people in it, or vice versa, it's going to be okay. So at this point, Abotai, we are now holding that we have a mahluk between the Bihuda and the Banan, Legabe, Legabe, the uh, mixing of the, the mixing of the para. Tahor, what's Tahor come and say? Lakshir et katan. That comes and says what? Katan is going to be okay. That's very good. Will it be Yehuda? According to Yehuda, Ish velo katan. That Ish comes along and says, and not a katan. And Tahor lakshir et ha'isha. So it's mamash <laughs> opposite. So now we have a big mahloket legabe velakah ezob v'tabal. According to the rabbis, a lady is disqualified and a katan is okay. And according to the Yehuda, on the contrary, a katan is uh, uh, disqualified. Ish velo katan. And tahor comes to be makshir isha. Right? So we have a big mahlokin. Yeah, it's confusing, but it's fine. We have a mahlokin between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbanan Legabe, the process of dipping the ezov into the uh, waters of the paraduma. According to Rabbanan, Isha, no good. Katan, good. According to the Bihuda, Isha, good. Katan, no good. That's the Mahlokit. So the Gemara comes along and says, what are you talking about? Metibe. We have a question. Everybody is kosher to sprinkle. Oh, so Isha is no good. So that must be going like who? That must be going like the rabbis. rabbis. Oh, so it says, who has da'at, who does not have da'at, so he needs help. A lady can help him. But it means a regular katan that has da'at is able to. So which opinion is this in the Braita that says Isha no katanye? It's Rabbanan. Hold it, Rabotai. There's another opinion. The opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Where is Rabbi Yehuda in this Braita? Velo Padig Rabbi Yehuda. How come they didn't bring Rabbi Yehuda in this Braita? If Rabbi Yehuda has a Shita, shouldn't they bring Rabbi Yehuda says the opposite? That Rabbi Yehuda will say that Isha is Kishira and Katan is not Kashir. Why don't they bring the other side? So Yabara says, Amar Abaye said, no, you don't have to tell it to me. Because I, I know it already. I know it from the rules. Abotai, you remember the rules that we said? Whatever the previous parasha was talking about, the next parasha is taking it out. So therefore, we know that the previous parasha, according to the Bihuda, he said that what? That a lady is uh, disqualified. A lady is disqualified and the katan is okay. So here, when it comes to this parasha, he's going to say the opposite. He's going to say that the lady is... Uh, 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 and the katan is 
pasul. We know it from the rules. Amar Abaye, kevan de Amar Mor. Mashma motzi miyad mashma, which umashma mimela palig, which means since we learned above that mashma motzi miyad mashma, that the next parasha is motzi, it, 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 it takes out from what we learned in the previous parasha. Again, one pasuk says, go ahead, the next one doesn't. So therefore, we, 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 this one needs go ahead, the next one doesn't. So therefore, it's, it's, it's mashma, uh, what it says, then it's motzi. So that once we know the rules, that that's how the pasukim are working, so we can deduce what the biuda is going to say uh, 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 from, 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 from the beginning, as we explained above. So therefore, uh, we said what? Let's go back again. So since the last parasha, according to the Yehuda, since the last parasha, according to Yehuda, we came along and said that Katan is kasher, and Isha is pesula. So this parasha is going to say the opposite. The next parasha is going to say that Katan is actually pasul, and Isha is going to be kesherah. Now the pasul continues, Viza hatahor alatame. Oh, so now here's a famous hadus by Paraduma. That the Tahor guy will do the sprinkling. Now, what do you mean Tahor? Whenever you say somebody's Tahor, it sounds like he must have been Tameh, and then now he is Tahor. So the Gabbara says, Tahor, Mechlal, Shehu, Tameh. Sounds like he was Tameh. Why do you have to say he's Tahor? Everybody's Tahor. It must be he was Tameh first. The Gabbara says, Limed, Al Tevul Yom, Shekasher, Bepara. From here we learn the famous law that says that a Tevul Yom is kosher for the para aduma, which means he was tameh, he went to the mikveh, he did not wait till Siddiq uh, al so therefore, we call him a tahor, that means because he's tameh, really, because he was a tibul yom. However, he has partial tara in the sense that he went to the mikveh, so from here you see, the one that does the, officiates the para aduma does not need to wait until Siddiq al-Khavim. When the Biyohanan Ishtagish was studying the laws of Paraduma, so they were trying to understand a pattern in the Pesukim. They were trying to understand the logic in each process, who's kasher, who's not. They were trying to make a science out of this, uh, or formula, out of this Paraduma. Lo maske mina ela kemai de masik ta'ala They were only able to bring up what the fox brings up from his feet from a plowed field. Which is when the, when the fox is in the field, and there's a, 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 a field that's plowed already, so the ground is soft. So when he walks in, he, he kicks up some dirt, which is another way of saying they were, they were unable to come up with a, a mahalach. They were kicking dirt, basically. They came up with dirt, like they would say. That means they weren't able to come up with a formula to figure out how para aduma's processes work. <clears throat> so what did they say? Mashma motzi miyat mashma. So they were forced to say that some of the verses uh, are written explicitly and some of the verses are implied. Like we said, some of them written clearly. You, you need this person. So the second one doesn't say that word, so we learned that obviously it's a different one. So therefore their the process was like we said earlier. Mashma motzi miyad mashma mashma They said that certain verses, it's an implied which is it's reverse of what the, the uh, uh, of the last one was, and some of them uh, are actually memela standing on their own. Some pesukim you read as they are, and some you have to make a diuk. If it was good over here, the next one is not going to be good. Like we said, Tani Tana Kamed Rabbi Yohanan, Kol Hashichitot Keshenot Bezav. 
חוץ משל פרה אדומה. בקדוש אב רבי יוחנן. He says what? All שחיתות are כשירות with the zar, except for the פרה. אמר לי רבי יוחנן, when רבי יוחנן heard that בריתה, he said, פוק תנה לברה. Go take that בריתה outside, which means it's not authoritative. לא מצינו שחיתה בזר פסולה. We never saw that שחיתה is פסולה בזר, even פרה אדומה, שחיתה is going to be כשירה. מזה רבי יוחנן argued, he said that בריתה is not authoritative, therefore what? All שחיתות are כושר בזר, even פרה אדומה. ורבי יוחנן לא מבעיה לטענה דלא צעיד. רבי יוחנן, not only does he not listen to the בריתה, אלא אפילו לרבה לא צעית. He doesn't even listen to his rabbi. דאמר רבי יוחנן משום רבי שמעון בן יהוד צדק, which is his rabbi, שחיתת פרה בזר פסולה. The שחיתה of a פרה is פסולה בזר. ואני אומר, כשרה. He argued on his rabbi. And I say it's כשרה. לא מצינו שחיתה שפסולה בזר. We don't find שחיתה is פסולה בזר. רבי יוחנן argues on the בריתה. Well, he says the Brayta is not authoritative, and he argues even on his rabbi. Okay, Rabbi now we go back to the Avodah of Yom Kippur. Yemara says, Ba lo etzel paro sheni, sheniya. So what do we say? He goes back to his part the second time. And the second time he makes a vidui. What does he say? Hatati wa hatu avu pashru. Ani... He makes a vidui not only for his family, but he makes a vidui also for b'nei Aharon. The first one, he just makes a vidui for himself. The second vidui, he makes it ready for the Kohanim. So the Gemara wants to know why does he do that? Why in the first vidui he doesn't mention b'nei Aharon? Why in the first vidui he doesn't mention b'nei Aharon? Let the innocent atone for the guilty, but not the guilty for the guilty, which means first he has to be chaper for himself. Adorn yourself before you adorn others. So the first vidu he makes on the part is what? Save yourself first. Exactly. Now already he's clean, now you can go make vidu for others. If he's not going to make the vidui for himself first, so he's still guilty. So how could you come along and now make a, a, a vidui for somebody else? Just like today, the minhag that we make the kaparot, the halakha says that when you make the kaparot an Erev Kippur, you're supposed to make the kaparot first on yourself. First you say, ze halifati timurati kaparati, and then you do it for the rest of your family. First you do it for yourself, let the innocent come along and atone for the guilty. Okay, we move. Now the Kohen, Gadol, that's the slaughter, the uh, Korban. Now what are we talking about over here? We're talking about over here, the uh, par, the par of the Kohen Gadol. Already, Olat Tamid, we did already. Now we're in the second stage, the par. The Kohen Gadol has to slaughter him v'kibel b'mizrak. And we said he has to receive the blood. So we do the same thing that we did earlier. He slaughters part of it, and then another person will finish up for him. And then he takes the mizrak, which is the keli, and he catches the blood. Because all the avodah has to be done by the Kohen Gadol. And he gives it to somebody 
that's going to continue to mix it. Because again, about that, we're going to eventually have to sprinkle this blood. But in the meantime, we have other services to do. And we don't want the blood to congeal. So he gives it to somebody. And he is mimbares. He just keeps on mixing it. And where is that done? Al-Rovid On the fourth row, and we'll see what this means, in the Hechal, so it does not congeal. Natal Mahta. Now he takes the shovel, the empty shovel, then he goes to the top of the Mizbeah, and he moves the coals back and forth, and he takes from the coals, the ones that want the innermost coals, that are consumed, which means he wants to get the hottest coals. So therefore he goes deep into the pile of the coals, and he takes a shovel's worth of these coals. Mind you, this is the coals that are going to burn the ketoret in the Kodesh, Kodeshim. Now he has a shovel of, of coals in his hand. What does he do with it? He goes again to the fourth row of stones in the Azarat. He puts the shovel down. Good. So now you have a one guy mixing blood. And now you have a shovel on the ground over there in the Azarat. And we continue. Now, now the Gemara is going to say the differences between how the Kohen would serve on a regular day and how he serves on Yom HaKippurim. Bechol Yom Haya Choteh B'Shel Kesef U'me'areh B'Toch Shel Zahab V'ayom Choteh B'Shel Zahab U'bayam Machnis Normally, on a regular year, regular day when the Kohen brings the Ketoret, he takes the Ketoret, he takes the coals with a silver shovel and then he pours the coals from a silver shovel into a golden shovel. However, over here on Kippur, there's no silver. He goes in with the gold, and that's the gold one that he keeps. He doesn't have to transfer it to anything. All year long, he shovels, he has a big shovel of four kav. And he shovels the four kav, and then he pours it into a shovel of three kav. The reason why he does that is because they want to make sure that it'll be filled uh, uh, nicely. So they're going to take a bigger shovel and they pour the bigger shovel into the smaller shovel so it'll be heaping. However, on Yom Kippur, they don't. On Yom Kippur, he takes one shovel, there's no transferring, and it's three. Kabim Ubaya Machnis. Rabbi Yosef Omer, Rabbi Yosef says, Oh, different shita. He says that every day, they do a se'ah, which is six kav. And he pours it into three kav. But on Kippur, again, it's three kav, one shovel, gold, and that's the shovel he takes into the Kodesh Kodeshim. All year long, the shovel was wide, heavy. Here they made a light one because the Kohen is fasting. They do know the Abu Dazza, they want to make it easy for him. So they give him a light shovel. All year long, the handle was short on the shovel. Why is it long on Kippur? So he can put it under his arm. So he can hold it. Because again, we want to make it easy for the Kohen in order to bring the shovel into the Kodesh Kodashim. All year long, it was out of yellow gold. It's made out of red gold. All year long, they brought what? They were hepatic in the morning, hepatic in the afternoon. Besides the on Kippur, they take an extra ketorah, which is a handfuls, 
And that's the quintor that goes into the Kodesh Kodeshim. Bechol yom, daka. All year long, the quintor uh, has to be what? Uh, grounded. Adek. However, on Yom Kippur, ve'ayom daka daka. It has to be ground very fine. Bechol yom, kwanim olim b'mizraho shil kevesh. All year long, the Kohen, when he's going up the ramp to the Mizbeach, he goes up on the east side, the Yordim and Ma'arabo, and then it comes around on the west side. Again, he comes up on the east side, and then he makes a right. Because all his turns are to the right, he goes all the way around, and then he comes back down on the west side. We don't want him to have to walk any, uh, any, uh, any, any extra. However, but on Yom Kippur, he walks up the middle of the ramp, so basically, he's he's going to end up going on the whole on the whole on the whole kibbish because he goes up on the emsa and he's got to walk to the end and walk all the way around and now he walks to the end and he walk to the middle. So basically, he's going to traverse the whole entire mizbeach. So Yamarak comes along and says, "Actually, the kohen gadol always goes up the middle and comes down the." Middle. Every single day the Kohen Gadol has to make Kiddush Adam Veraglaim from where? From the Kiyor. But on Yom Kippur, not from the Kiyor. They, they, you have a special golden flask, they would fill up water and they would pour the water on it. Now some say that this is only talking about the subsequent Kiddush Adam Veraglaim. Some say that every, that the original uh, which is when you walk into the Beit HaMikdash that one has to be done from the Kiyor because that's the first one of the day we're talking about over here the subsequent ones that are done afterwards so that again during all the year what, it can be done from the Kiyor the, 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 the washings however on Yom Kippur it's got to be done from Kiyor he says no he always uses the Kiyor Shazab Every single day on the Mizbeach, there's four pyres. There's four different fires on the Mizbeach. But on Yom Kippur, there's actually five. That every day there's shalosh. And the Every day there's two pyres. And on Yom Kippur is three. Okay, let's just read now, because we do have to read some Nashis. Let's read all the Rashi's now from the Mishnah. David, take over. Matnitin. Let me show you a Mares. A guest for Shehoi Krosh. Sheishhe Ajate Asea Bodata Ketoret. Kemoshe Sedurot Parashat. Right. They don't want the, the, the blood to congeal because in the meantime it's got to bring the Ketoret. So therefore it has the guy mixing it. I'll rub it at a VA. I'll rub it at a VA. Koharispa Asuya Shurot Shurot Tablaot Abneshaish. Right. It was made out of marble tiles. Okay, every row is called Rovid. So the rows are called Rovid. At this point, the Gemara is assuming that it's on the fourth row uh, from the from the Hechal. That it says, He leaves the Gehalim in the uh, shovel, and he leaves it on the floor over there until he takes the ketor. Then he's going to put it in the cup, and he takes both of them into the kodesh. All year long, he takes from silver. 
all gold. Tamad Yom Kippurim Bechudam Meshum Cholshad the Kohen Gadol. Again, we said it's lighter or it's uh, easier. That's why we have a, a handle. Again, we want to make it easy for the Kohen Gadol that is tired. Vayom Aruka Kedeshi Yitin Yadon Emata Mizro'o Betezro'o Misayatos to be able to get a grip and hold on to it. Peras Hatsi Manem Osip Maleh Velo Hofnab and on Kippur, you have an extra ketor, shemachnis tofnai v'defnim, lebad, v'pras sh'arit v'shlo'arit hanitan amizbahat p'limi, v'ayom daka menadaka, zu shaya machnis lefnai v'defnim, haya marzir erev yom kippurim, lemachtesh v'shoraka hadek. The ketorot of yom kippur, we bring it on erev yom kippur, and grind it, hadek ketev, an extra fine. V'chol yom kwanim ha'olim lemizbeh, olim v'sfat, v'sfachot shel kevis, they go on the eastern side of the mizbeh, of the kevis, v'zahu yilimin ha'oleh, the mizah is to the right, or the one that's going up, he's facing south. Mizbeah is north-south when they're going up to Kevish. The Kevish is in the south. We don't want to go around. The Kevish is 16 wide. So basically he goes up, he goes straight to the right, he goes back down on the other side. Easy, he doesn't have to go extra, extra traveling. He shows the kabod, up the middle. Yeah. He says, is the messenger. He makes like the ben bayit. Ben bayit walks up the middle. He goes up the middle. He walks all the way around. He goes this side. He walks around. He comes around the other half. So that's the kabod of Yom Kippur. Amen.